We're about 40 minutes away from an important report uh, that will determine how we are doing in the battle against inflation. It will be the monthly CPI report, uh, Consumer Price Index, and that's due up at around 8.30. In the meantime, man, oh, man, if you've been watching what's been happening on Wall Street, you're going to get a nosebleed because yesterday uh, in intraday trading, NASDAQ hit a high, S&P 500 hit a high, Dow hit a high, uh, the S&P and NASDAQ kind of retrenched later on in the day, leaving the Dow the lone record-setting number to end trading. Nevertheless, it's been a pretty good run. What does it mean for our 401ks, our retirement accounts, and how high is up? We bring in Chris Alberta, sometimes host here on WJR, as he was yesterday, but uh, his day job is president of Principium Tactical Wealth Management. Chris, good morning. Hey, Guy, what's happening, Guy and crew, I should say? It's uh, <laughs> it's all good, I guess, if, you know, it's one of those mornings where, you you know, you check the futures and it looks like the Dow is in a pretty good place to, on the open, uh, that may change with the news at 830. What is driving this, these, these new highs and these records? Well, I don't, I mean, honestly, that's a bit of anybody's guess because a lot of the fundamentals point to the same stuff. I mean, you and I talked uh, the better part of a month ago. Momentum sometimes begets momentum. I mean, historically, when you come off of an up year like we had in 23, January is, you know, readily gettable. There's a lot of optimism there. When, when January goes well and then February also goes well, typically, historically, about 75% of the time. You have, you know, that 15, 16% return pattern in that in that year in total. And that's great because the end of the year oftentimes, like, you know, the last quarter is the bulk of the year's earnings. So, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of optimism economically. We all look out and we say, geez, you know, prices are still high and gas is still kind of expensive, but unemployment's not bad and CPI is not as bad as it was. Inflation's not 9% anymore. I mean, there's a lot of good news out there despite election year troubles and concerns, so on and so forth. It's Mm -hmm. not too shabby. CPI will tell us a lot, though. Later today, those reports might have shifted. Chris, is this a a broad rally or a magnificent seven? Well, I think it's some of both, Lloyd. I mean, you have, on one hand, you can absolutely make the case that 493 of the S&P 500 that should be our barometer are relatively lame. They're not really performing at some outstanding outstanding standard. The MAG-7 are doing price-to-earnings and price-to-book ratios that far exceed everything else. So they are certainly the driving force. They're the horsepower. They're the biggest part of the engine at the moment. But you gotta, we got to remember, too, when we talk about the everyday consumer, the 401k comment is sensitive because most people in their average 401k, they're just buying mutual funds. And those mm-hmm. mutual funds, in most cases, are not a mirror image of the S&P or the Dow. They're a much more diluted version that's more moderate, typically, in terms of its target. And so they're not going to see the same kind of return that they, they see on the news. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's just probably not quite as high. And when the lows are low, it's not quite as low. Well, I was going to ask you about just the regular investor. There's there's nothing to do right now with these numbers coming out, right? I mean, no. It, you know, Jamie, we, we all kind of sit here like talking heads and prognosticators. And even the smartest people in the industry, I've, I was out of waste management last week and saw a lot of the talking heads and the brainiacs on the tech side. And, you know, it's it's like they all want to sound like they know what's going to happen. But honestly, they're all looking at each other like, well, I hope I'm right, because then I'll owe you a beer, that kind of thing. 
So I think we all watch and we'll see what happens with the CPI. Will that lead the Fed then to, to be compelled to make more cuts? They kind of paced in, priced in four to five more cuts. Could be a 25 basis point cut here coming up. And if that's the case, that'll move the market a little bit. But for the average consumer and certainly for my the quintessential retiree or pre-retiree that I see every day, there's not much to do except not overbet your hand. Right? Like when you're playing blackjack, mm-hmm. there's five dollar tables and there's ten dollar tables if you're a novice or if you're conservative, and there's fifty dollar tables and they can be fun, but they get you a lot of trouble too. The market's pretty overpriced still. Yeah. You know who overbet their hand? Some people at the waste management open <clears throat> last week. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wasn't one of them, but I was witness to quite a bit of it, oh, and sure. I was I was fairly ashamed for humanity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we want to call them humanity or that they reflect a, a consensus. Um, so when let let's say that the uh, labor department's report comes in and that we're under three percent, and that's been the consistent uh, consensus estimate from the journal. Uh, will will that be enough? You think to give Powell and company a, a, a chance to start cutting these rates? In fact, the rates have already been dropping. Yields were off yesterday, weren't they? Yeah, and I think that they probably will. It wouldn't be inappropriate for them to. I don't think they'll have you know a full round of three or four um, reductions over the course of the year. At least that the prognosticators are going to say that that's the most that they would do. But if we get one or two, just to kind of keep things. You know, even Stephen, I think that's probably appropriate. But we're still seeing rates, you guys, that are on the good side in the fixed market. So when you look at things like treasuries, just above 4%, look at a lot of the CD rates, uh, MIGA rates, like multi-year guarantee annuity rates, up in the high fives and low sixes for five and seven years. There's not too many time frames where you can say to a potential client, in my case, or you can just say to your friends, you know, look back, when was the last time I could get a guaranteed 5 or 6% for the next five years? If you're going into a period of uncertainty, does that mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater and you stop, you know, shooting for the stars? No, but maybe you just shoot for the stars, you know, with a 20% of a portfolio rather than 70 or 80%, like so many people have been accustomed to doing. And Chris, considering the ongoing uh, market trends and, and these upcoming events, what what advice do you have? Any advice to offer investors that are navigating these kind of uncertainties? Well, Lloyd, I think the same advice that I I typically give, it's almost overly cliche. This is very dependent on where where you're at in life. If I'm a 45-year-old and I'm working and I'm going to have a new paycheck every two weeks, and every two weeks some of that money is getting dollar cost average into my 401k, I can afford to be even overly optimistic. And if it goes down a touch or if it goes down a bunch for a minute, I'm buying things, you know, disproportionately on sale. Mm -hmm. If I'm a person, though, who's 50, 55, 60, and I'm approaching retirement, and I don't have a pension anymore, and I'm going to be utilizing this money in my nest egg to supplement income in retirement, I'm, I'm looking towards what is the safest way I can build this sucker out so that I'm only swinging for the fences. I'm only looking for home runs if I know it's going to be a fastball over the plate. I know I've used that a lot with you guys, but that's just the way it's the truth. Yeah. Right? We're going into a very odd year where there's a very eclectic election cycle that probably will see a massive shift in, in those who are running and the policies around it. And legislative policy doesn't push the market nearly as much as the pundits talk about. Mm-hmm. It, but I think in this cycle, it'll, it might be such a shakeup as we get into late summer that nothing is off the table. So let's enjoy it while it's rallying with yeah. record highs every week. 
but not forget that this is all we got. For many people, this is all they have to last them 20 or 30 years. Well, and understanding that the market also abhors uncertainty, and there is going to be buckets of that over the next few months and uh, past January. Chris Alberta, uh, by the way, great job in for uh, Paul W. yesterday. Always a pleasure to hear you when you're on, and we appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us. Thanks, you guys. Talk to you soon. Chris Alberta, president of Principium. We will have those inflation numbers, those CPI numbers, as soon as they come in at 8.30. Also, Coca-Cola Craft Airbnb Marriott with the big earnings reports. Back with more.